Welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Good morning and welcome to the Marine Manu Cherry Show. We are live in kind of chilly Seattle. I think it's in the 30s. The dogs did not want to go outside to go potty this morning, but they eventually did. And as all of you know, one of the things that I love to do on the show is to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those days where I get to interview a sounds true author, of course, um, my same true publisher, which I absolutely love. Um, Judy Wilkins-Smith is a highly regarded organizational, individual, and family patterns expert, a systemic executive coach, trainer, facilitator, thought partner, and leadership conference and motivational speaker. A lot of words there. She helps individuals and groups end limiting cycles and reframe challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performances. You know what I think is fascinating to you? Um, and welcome to the show, Judy. It's lovely to see you. You're in Texas where it's I warmer, am. you know, right now. So you're not, you know, having to be all bundled up and worry about the dogs getting outside to potty, you know, right? Because yep. it's well, welcome to the show. I really love anything to do with reorganizing people's patterns and their belief systems. I'm a fan of it. I think it transforms people regardless of their belief systems, you know, in terms of religion or spirituality or whatnot. I'm a fan. So when um, we were asked if we would love to interview you, I said, absolutely. Yes, of course. Um, And so your book, Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, A Powerful Guide to Transformation Through Disentangling multi-generational patterns. So Judy Wilkins-Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you. It is lovely to be with you. And I'm so glad I'm in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So so I kind of like to know a little bit about the beginning. I think that's always interesting. So what got you on this path of, you know, um, recognizing first and foremost that DNA can be, especially emotional DNA can be transformed. I mean, I believe all DNA can be transformed, but I'm work in the field of energy medicine and all of those lovely things. But what got you in that path of curiosity? Well, you know what? It wasn't even what got me onto that path. It's what kind of shoved me into it. Um, I was busy writing books at the time. My father had just been killed and it was either write books or go crazy. And writing books sounded a little more sensible. My background, by the way, is also in the medical uh, arena, the healthcare arena. Uh, And when my father was failed, he was killed in a hospital and they failed him in every single one of my areas of specialty. So it was like that door closed, started writing books and I came across somebody who was doing this and they said, come and study my work and I'll help you with a book. So I went and studied the work and got zero help with a book, may I say. But I think things that that sort of cropped up that were interesting were things like about four years in. I then had people who said, if you can do it for individuals, can you do it for executives and can you do it for companies? Well, of course, because it's all made up of individuals. And so I'd studied that and then started recognizing the different patterns that were there. And I think for me, so two things. First of all, if I then go back to somebody said to me, of course, you can do this. And I said, why, of course? And they said, well, it began in South Africa, which I didn't know. And it began with the Zulu tribe, which I also didn't know. But the interesting piece with that is that when I left the healthcare arena in South Africa, um, the person who gave my farewell speech was a Zulu gentleman. And he said to me, you may be leaving us, but you'll find ways to represent us in the world. And I went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now I do every day, of course. So, so that was the one interesting piece. But the other piece was, In this particular field, a lot of what happens is that we work through patterns, we we discover what the pattern is, work through the pattern, now you're free to do something different. But I had so many people going, and then what? And what I realized was there's a highly transformational component to this work. It's not just we're stopping the pattern, it's here's whatever I've inherited, we can stop that, but, but 
what purpose does it serve? How can I use it as wisdom? And then what pattern is trying to start through me? And so I focus a lot on, we've got this, where is the gift? There is never a train smash. And now what is, what is your potential with this? Because every piece that you add enriches your family system or your organization. It doesn't matter how ugly and dirty it may look, it still enriches if you know how to look. I couldn't agree more because, you know, I think souls before they incarnate into the earth realm are choosing, you know, their family unit, if they will. Right. Um, Right. And they're choosing it for good reasons. No matter what the circumstances are, all of those, you know, situations, circumstances, past histories, they're fully aware of it. They're conscious of the fact that they're choosing these dynamics because it, it will awaken them potentially is what they're hoping to eradicate you know, long held beliefs within themselves that they have a correlation with, with these family units that they choose uh, so that they can be their magnificence. So yeah, it's, it's not just even, I mean, it is us. It's, I always say to people, it's not about, it's all about you. It's not about you. It's all about you. So it's all about you when you start to look, it's not just about you. There are, there are lots of very old patterns that are wanting to change. Right. And it's all about you because you're the one with the potential to do that right now. But we don't look at that. And honestly, if we started, we would have a very, very different world and we'd stop the victim mentality that really um, has put us into a deep sleep. It's taken us down paths that sound exciting because we've monetized it, sanitized it and glamorized it. And it's not. It's keeping us fast asleep and it stops us from realizing we can have a grand adventure, an incredible adventure, and we can grow the world at the same time. I couldn't agree more. The victim consciousness is, and we all have some to some degree, and then some people have tons of it. You know, they look at everything from a place of victimization. I couldn't agree more. And I think this is a perfect way to like dive into reorganizing our belief system or eradicating it because as you write, millions and millions of people are really interested in DNA and their heritage and yeah. their family trees. I mean, I, I think it's kind of boring personally. I'm always looking towards the future, but millions and millions of people, you know, send their DNA into organizations and get tons of information that they're sifting through and they're seriously curious and interested. And so I think it's a phenomenal way to get in there to help them break these interesting and unique patterns. In your book, you Before even you go, oh sure you go any further. The genealogy piece, absolutely. Yeah. Genealogy 1.0 is where you came from and where you belong. Genealogy 2.0 starts to look at the events and what they've done. Genealogy 3.0, which is what this is, is okay. So what have we got? Where did it come from? How's it affected you? And now what are we going to do with it? Because once you know, you can do something. I love it. I love it. And so in here, in your book, you talk about there's business DNA, there's health DNA, success DNA, relationship DNA, spiritual development DNA. So, so there's really DNA particle aspects. Absolutely. And money DNA. And money DNA. I love that. And so this is what you can do for individuals and groups and what the book can help people wade through, you know, these limiting beliefs that trigger them. And you talk about how one word, one word that's been passed down through generation through generation can just trigger you and it frees you actually. Could you explain that a little bit more, please? Sure. And and I'll actually do it with a one phrase because people always say words don't matter. They really don't. We put too much emphasis on them. Mm -hmm. They do. And you being in the healthcare background, think about this terminal disease two words right you get you walk into a doctor's office and they say that it changes your life completely you're on your ear within a matter of seconds walk back into the same doctor's office and you hear in remission just two words those words and if you hear that if you've got somebody in in um generations back let's take a simple phrase you can't rely on men. Now, right. all of a sudden we've got everybody going, well, you can't rely on men. And, and, and so or don't depend on men. 
and we go, okay, we've got to do our own thing because you can't depend on men. But you go back four generations to see where that came from. And great grandmother lost great grandfather. So yeah, she couldn't depend on him. The poor guy died. But that circles through and then it becomes don't depend on men. Now, all of a sudden, the poor men are not welcome in our world because we're saying can't depend on men. So it begins to twist, but it keeps showing up and it gets louder and louder until we look at, so what happened and do I still want to carry that? Now, bear in mind, we don't all have access to three generations, but what you right. do have access to is your own life. And if you timeline it, you start to see those patterns and those patterns came from somewhere. Now, they either got passed down through word of mouth, sayings, mottos, that sort of thing. Or there was an epigenetic imprint. And an epigenetic imprint is what either activates or deactivates the genetic structure. So, yes. And where did the epigenetic imprint come from? Your thoughts, feelings, and actions around an event. So what you made it mean. Right. So when people tell you you're, you're kind of master of your own universe, it's really annoying because we don't know what they mean. This is what they mean. Your thoughts, your words, your feelings, your actions create what we're getting now. Well, and your perception from the age of five or one or immediately after you were born Absolutely. and how you, you know, put that into your body. That's probably that imprint that you're talking about. It, it uh, is. It's yes. imprint in the body because you're then either living by the biology of the love hormones or the stress hormones, right? Your right. dopamines or all of those other ones that aren't, aren't so healthy. And if you've got that happening, you really want to sit down and go, okay, well, what is it I struggle with? When did it start? What was going on in, in my life at the time? What did I make it mean about me? What did I make it mean about others? Does it serve me? Do I, is it time for it to change? I had somebody who was, uh, who came in and every time we went into the mother or the grandmother aspect, this particular person would space out and, or pass out. The, and, and so, but couldn't say anything. When they do that, I know it's probably pre-verbal. When we had a look at the history, he had um, a grandparent and a parent who went away, one for a period of 10 days, the other one literally for just a couple of hours. But he made it mean, you don't care about me. I'm all alone. Whenever I need someone, you're never there for me. So I can't stay present. Boom. And he'd be gone. Yeah. And we do that. We make meanings of things. And here's, here's the kicker. You can, you can make meanings of things and nothing will happen. It's when the brain tells the body a story that the body believes that we start to activate. Right. And that's right. not just negative, that's positive. But we forget that we have that equal positive bomb for positivity. We don't use it. Amazing. I love it. Uh, you also talk in the book about generational judgment, which I also found really fascinating because you start off the paragraph with evolution is a step-by-step -step process. What worked for one generation likely won't work for the next, precisely because we're evolving. Exactly. Yeah, we, we keep trying to use the same tools and techniques, or we, we compare ourselves to our families or uh, positively or negatively, both. Um, and yeah. yet we're, we're supposed to grow and change and be very different. It's not supposed to look like our parents' picture or our grandparents' picture. Right. Yeah, right. But we get told or taught not to do better than. And actually, the system needs you to do better than because it is that evolutionary piece. The biggest thing is we're so afraid that we won't belong, that we play small instead of really playing big. Or we get told two things. Suffering is sacred. It's not. If you sit in it all the time and you don't do anything with it, it's stupid, not sacred. And we also get taught to be humble. And humble, we are taught, means hide everything good that you do under, under that bushel. Don't tell anybody that you're doing it. And for goodness sake, don't, don't go out and say, look what I did. Why? Instead, we've got really bad role models for what to not do. Right. I, I agree. Uh, I, I think it's so sad because even family members, when they have someone who's shining in their family and who's growing and evolving they ignore it they don't want to celebrate it they're embarrassed sometimes you know that can be a, they're embarrassed that they they aren't growing or you know oh, because that's one 
They're embarrassed. Yes. They aren't growing. They also, there's this sense of, and it's a big meta pattern. It's sort of a global pattern. If we say anything, the luck may go away. It's not luck. Oh, interesting. It's not interesting. Luck. I see a tail and I love that tail. Is that yeah, a this is, it's actually a golden doodle, but he has a very fluffy, uh, you know, tail. Uh, this is fascinating. I just love it. And, and I think we have to learn not to react to our generational lines, unhealthy oh perception. Like we need to just stay in ourselves and our own joy, our, our own individualization and not change ourselves, or slow ourselves down or weaken, uh, go into victimization because people don't appreciate who we are. We have to just stay in our own lane and, and be okay with their t- decisions and choices and allow ourselves to continue to shine. And be conscious of what we're doing. You know, we, we think we're conscious. We're really not. I had somebody I was working with the other day who will not mind if I say, talk about her. She's actually in my, my book. And um, she said to me, I'm really bad at. And I said to her, oh, so, so you've just chosen to be bad at. And she said, well, the evidence, I said to her, nope. What are you making it mean? Be aware that what you're saying right now is about to become your truth because you're saying it with a great deal of emphasis. So you're thinking it, you're absolutely feeling it, and you're going to go out and create the actions to support it. And Mm -hmm. honestly, honestly, Maria, people would, if they would just take a moment in moments of stress to be aware of the thoughts, feelings, and actions that they're experiencing, they could have right. a very different. Yes, outcome. I couldn't agree more. I love this whole idea of really nurturing yourself or maybe a younger version of yourself when you're feeling that angst or disassociation or fear, because it then you get what you didn't get or what you perceived you didn't get, you know, and nurture yourself so you can move into alignment with your magnificence and move forward in life. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. We, we have two possibilities. You can always look for what you didn't get. Or you can really start to look at what you did get. And some of the best things that you got weren't wrapped in pretty paper. So what? It's it's so incredibly true. When I was a kid, my mom had five kids all a year apart, never had enough money, worked constantly. And of course, I could focus on, and I have, of course, focused on the lack of nurturing and support that I received. But what the universe has shared with me as I raise my frequency and my vibration is how much freedom I had. I had so much freedom and And independence. How strong did you grow? Right. And I could think and believe in ways where I wasn't guided falsely towards a religion. I mean, I certainly have things that I was taught to to believe in that I've been worked on. I work on not believing, but I was really given enormous amount of freedom. Uh, And that was a huge blessing and what my soul wanted. Right. Right. People have no idea if they just sit with that and sit with that and start questioning beliefs. So uh, I also want to ask you a question. What do you mean by patterns trying to stop and start? Okay. So it was interesting because you said something earlier about incarnation, by the way, and people have asked me, do I believe in it? And my answer is this. I don't know. I only know that if I meet a challenge, because I don't know, I don't know but if I meet a challenge I do it the best I can because I'm hedging my bets I don't want to repeat it however patterns do they keep reincarnating generation after generation until somebody looks at them now what was a solution in the beginning even if it was just to survive eventually outlives its usefulness and becomes a problem so now you've got a problem instead of a solution and that pattern then needs to rest. It's not just stop, mm. rest. It, it then becomes a source of wisdom. It becomes mm. the don't do that, or here's why everybody else is doing that. So you want that one to, when you're really annoyed, irritated, frustrated, let's say with a money pattern, because it never shows up for you or it disappears out the door, you want to have a look at where it came from and then recognize the frustration is is the money pattern banging at you saying, change me. So that's the one that wants to rest. Then you look at something and you go, you know, if I got my money stuff together, that home over there, that lake home or or that vacation over there, oh, I'd love to go on that vacation. And suddenly you plug into that vacation and you start thinking, well, I could save a little bit here. You know, I don't need to just go do this. And now what you're doing is, 
you're giving money a place to flow. If you don't give it a place, a, a place to flow, it just dissipates. But if you give it a place to flow, it goes, oh, you want to go there? Look. And it flows there. So you start working with money. You can now, you're now open to the opportunities. So your brain is switched from survival to creative. You're open to the opportunities. You're laying down new neural pathways and going, oh, I can do something with money. And when you have that first vacation and you come back, I promise you, you're going to look and go, okay, money. Let's have a look what, at what else we can do. And so you start to grow it. And by the way, money is not a commodity. It is a relationship. It is. It's a wise mentor and friend. Yeah, it's an energetic relationship. Money is energy and it's powerful it and it wants to be in everyone's life and it loves us and it wants and it us to have wants fun. To be a friend and have fun. It and does. we're serious yeah. about it and we demonize it and poor money goes home at the end of the day and goes, ow, ow, ow. That is adorable. I love it. What are meta patterns and how do they affect us? Okay. Meta patterns um, are the result of meta events. So you have the Great Depression. And after the Great Depression, all of a sudden there were a lot of hoarders. There were a lot of people who opposite end would, they would say money comes in, money goes out. You would have patterns of people saying, don't bother building it because the minute you build it, somebody comes in and takes everything away. So you have these resultant patterns, mm. patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions. Mm. Your emotional DNA is your mm. patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions. So now you've got these big global ones. It's like uh, meta patterns of immigration. Yeah. Slavery. It's all of the, the mindsets and, and right. big patterns that migrate and they don't do us any good. I've heard people, I hear people all the time, my clients say, well, I'm an immigrant. They'll never treat me the same. And I go, what? You have a differentiator. Use it as a strength. If you want to use it as a they won't treat me, well, you're about to set up those circumstances. But if you have something to offer, then I think you'll be well received. It's that whole victim piece again. Right. And for many of us, we will say things like, we must never forget. We right. must never forget. Doesn't mean we keep perpetuating the same, same stuff. And, and I watch it with, with, with cultures and groups where they say, you don't understand. We have suffered. No, you have not. Your predecessors did. And they did it to walk the walk so that you could do something different. You're pretending or insisting on still suffering doesn't dignify their fate and it doesn't do anything for your future. You know, one of the meta patterns, I, I love your phrase that I noticed in my uh, healing practice has been with individuals of Jewish faith who heard oh, stories of the Holocaust yes. for years and years, and it affects their blood. It affects their bone marrow. It the fear just opens them up to horrific diseases, potentially, if they bought into that fear. And exactly. And, and I know their generational family members are, are trying to, you know, save them from a, a horrific event occurring again. But I don't think they realize or didn't realize how this scares them so deeply and, and terrifies them so deeply. No, it does. And um, it's it's got a lot of epigenetic strands from it that do exactly what you said. It creates disease because they buy into the fear. I have a very good Jewish friend who was a client at one point, and he said to me, you don't understand. We've been through great suffering. We suffer. And I said, and you keep doing it. How many more generations are you going to sentence to, to the same? When will one of you or a collective group of you rise up and say, we rise, we succeed? Because you can change the story, but you're absolutely intent on perpetuating a nasty one. I love it. I absolutely love it. So when individuals buy your book, Decode Your yes. Emotional Blueprint by Judy Wilkins-Smith, they will be able to start working on these patterns. Very much. I wrote the book in a way that it explains what it is, where to find it, what to do with it. And I'm, it's now also out on, on audio. And I have two meditations. The med It's a um, constellations meditation, the meditation of the mother and the meditation of the father, 
which actually walks you all the way back through your lineage and then brings you all the way back into your own shoes. And so there's, there's all of that that's accessible to them. But yes, this was written specifically because systemic work in constellations has always been regarded a little bit as woo-woo or out there or a bit different. And no, it's really not. It's coming more and more into the logical, scientific, um, very uh, well, evolutionary, very much into the professional realm. People are using it a lot for personal development and professional development. So I wanted to de-woo-woo it. And at the same time, once you get it, it is so deeply transformational, you will never be the same again. You cannot. Well, all of our listeners love woo-woo. And so I, I think they thank you because I think our conversation has been very mystical and inspiring and transformative. Um, so I know they're going to be excited and hopefully they'll run. I know they will run out and get this beautiful book. Thank you so much for taking the time to learn this incredible craft and from a metaphysical, spiritual, highly conscious perception, because that's where we're going. That's where yes, humanity is moving towards uh, in mainstream life as well. And so right. we need to have individuals who bring a lot information with the science, of course, and the consciousness and awareness and the healthy reflection of history and present moment experiences so that we can let go of these limited perceptions that are not accurate any longer for us. Yeah. So thank you so much. Oh, how can people find you, Judy? Oh, um, they can, uh, one quick thing. I would say this is, that book is where mystical meets um, practical. I love it. And they sit together. So where can they find me? JudyWilkins-Smith.com. Instagram, Facebook, there's a ton on, on YouTube and they can find me on, oh my goodness, I've just gone a blank, um, Spotify. Spotify, great. Yes, Thank you so Spotify. much. It was a pleasure and an honor meeting you and talking with you this morning. I know that you are wonderful help for many, many, many people throughout the world. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great day. Welcome back to the Marie Manutera Show and very cold Seattle. Uh, thank you again, Judy um, Wilkins-Smith for coming on the show and giving us a beautiful tutorial of your book, Decoding Emotional, uh, Your Emotional Blueprint. Beautiful book. Uh, Benny, how cold is it in Seattle? Uh, right currently, it's about 28 <gasps> degrees. Okay, it's even colder than I thought. <clears throat> yeah. No wonder the dogs didn't want to go outside <laughs> this morning at 6 a.m. I'm sure it was even colder than that. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, was having a little trouble uh, myself this morning getting up too. Just, you, really? you just don't want to. You don't want to get up, and it was pretty windy yeah. last night too. So, just want to oh get those gosh. extra Z's. Uh, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Z's, so, uh, so we're taking mm-hmm. people's calls. We are. So, mm-hmm. second half of the show here eight seven seven eight two five eight eight two eight for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. If you're just tuning in, uh, let's take now uh, Melita calling in from Portland to start things off. Hi, Melita. Hi. Thanks for taking my Good call. Morning. Of course. What can I do for you? Yeah. So I saw you in your home about five years ago and had an amazing session, just moving some energy around. And you had told me that I should, that I'm intuitive and need to be working in that field and that I should write a book. And I went there going, all right. (laughs) I have no idea what I would write a book about. And so fast forward to um, 2021, I reached out to you via your newsletter uh, when my daughter died unexpectedly oh, and was just I'm so sorry. I'm so yeah. sorry. But I was struggling with being a spiritual person and knowing that her spirit lives on and not really understanding how I could be in such a dark place, uh, knowing that. And you basically guided me to um, just taking the time to heal and giving myself deep self-compassion. And so from that space of self-compassion, um, these healing rituals emerged that I started doing, and they were really vital on my journey. And now I've been doing them with others, and it seems to be very helpful for people to heal um, some deep wounds that they haven't maybe looked at. And so now <laughs> I'm kind of a spiritual uh, healer, cleverly disguised as a CEO. <laughs> I like it. I, well, I guess I was right. <laughs> you were right. Yeah. Of course you were right. So but, are you going to write uh, a book about it now? 
I well, I think I need to, but I, I think my the reason for my call is really to see like are there any arches? Are there you know oh, what yeah. my eyes thing and like Yeah. I'm very much my feet are planted in the CEO role and I'm trying to reconcile how to um really do this work and it's my spiritual offering um and yeah. to help people heal and, and just wanted to know your thoughts on that. Well, I think you can take your CEO expertise and build a large, wonderful spiritual company for yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, take all of those, that knowledge that you have and expertise and build yourself an empire of spiritual awareness and consciousness. Do you have a little bit of of fear of, you know, well, I can only make a certain amount of wealth if I'm a CEO of a certain company and I can't make that wealth if I'm a spiritual advisor. Do you have that kind of belief? I don't feel like I do I feel like it's okay. more of how to untangle it because it's my company and I love my oh company. okay well that makes sense yeah Can't you so hire someone like, to run that company for you you probably have people already that you trust that can run the I company do. for you and and the, what I love about that is that you can stay in it and dabble a couple days a week or have some morning meetings but then do stuff that you really love I mean this is the best of both worlds yeah yeah <laughs> have have so. you thought about doing it that way? I think so. I mean, I was never really kind of, um, you know, burn the path down to, to take a new one kind of person. So that feels very organic and it, and it yeah. feels, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's that. a great idea. And then you're, you still have your feet in it. You can, sorry, my, uh, my pods just fall out of my ears all the time. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to put it back in. Uh, so you can keep your feet in it and continue to the creative process and be a guide and and let other people run the show and do all the the big work that you don't want to do anymore because you want to do spiritual work. It's it's a phenomenal. It's phenomenal. I'm so excited for you. This is fantastic. And the guides are cheering me on. <laughs> yeah, you have 20 archways. Ooh, okay. With 50 guides in each archway. So you're in this huge tipping point process, right? Where you can, you can have it all. You can have, everybody's really meant to have it all. We don't have to, like you said, slash and burn something unless it's not fulfilling for us, but this is a company that you created that you still love. So it gets to live on and, and you get to have your influence in it and do the playful fun parts that you like while someone else gets to perhaps guide it uh, through all the, the busy work that you would rather not do. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, I love it too. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. And thank you for listening to what I said, because I, you know, when, when I'm in a session with someone, if, and they may not believe what I say, like, like, what is she talking about? That's just so weird. Right. But if you get curious about it and kind of try it on, then you get to find out how real it really is. So congratulations. That's wonderful. I'm so happy for you. you. Thank you. And And I love that interview. I can't wait to check out Judy's. um, Right. Okay. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thank Thank you. you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You're welcome. Congratulations. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thanks Bye-bye. for calling in and appreciate it. Uh, 877-825-8828 for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We'll run down to uh, Ashland, Oregon now. Ooh. And we have Colleen joining us. Hi, Colleen. Hi, Marie. Hi, Colleen. I love Ashland, Oregon. I love the Shakespearean Festival. So fun. Do they still do those? Uh, they started doing them again last year, so they're probably at 50% capacity as they were before. They cut back on the number of plays, but they are still doing plays, so that's oh. good. Yeah, that's great. What can I do for you? What prompted my call today is it's the one-year anniversary of my sister's death ever after battle with cancer, and I oh. wanted to see how she was doing um, yeah. in the Jewish, my husband's Jewish, and so you guys were talking about Jewish things. So he calls it her yard site. So we light her her candle last night. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for doing that. That's a a beautiful ceremony and memory process. I think of honoring the people that we love. She says she's kicking it over there. She likes it. She said it took her a little while to kind of get her feet wet on the other side because she had a lot of attachment here on earth, whether that was you know, children or parents or siblings. I don't really know what the attachments were, 
but there was a significant amount of attachment for her. Um, and so it took her a little while. She said, thank goodness. It's almost like the universe erases your memory banks. And she says, not really your memory, but your fearful, sad, emotional banks kind of get eradicated when, um, when you cross over, over, over a period of time. She said she tried to hold on them for a long, long time, but the universe finally said, don't you want to have fun over here? So she's oh. having fun. She's enjoying herself. She's um, loves her family very much. She feels like she was blessed to be in a family that really cares about each other genuinely, you know, truthfully deep within. And she goes, not everybody, but the people, the, but the strong individuals that are a part of her uh, core uh, needs were there. So um, she says, I love watching you guys continue on without me with joy and happiness to the best of your ability. She's very impressed with it and very proud of all of you. Oh, great. I've made a bunch of promises to her and I didn't, oh. I, I took her dog, which I absolutely adore and love. And I know that she really wants her dog to be spoiled and loved and all that stuff. Yeah. And my mom, I've been taking care of my mom. I don't know if I'm holding my end to what she would like, would have liked or, and then her son, who's an alcoholic, I, mm. I had taken that on, but I can't do it. I can't keep giving right. him energy. So I withdrew from him. Well, and that's actually smart because, you know, there are patterns in families of enabling where people just keep enabling these coping mechanisms, right? Addiction is a coping mechanism. All of them are coping mechanisms, right? Everything that we do that's not healthy or good for us, they're coping mechanisms. And sometimes, you know, the love and compassion and cherishing and super taking care of someone who copes through addiction is good. And sometimes it's not. Mm. And he, you know he has been enabled to be the person that he is also interesting enough. So believe me, she, she's not, uh, when people cross over, they, that's maybe that was part of her detachment too, is stop enabling her son. Right. So that he can mm-hmm. actually uh, accomplish what he wants to accomplish. And at the same time, some people, when they incarnate to earth and have addiction issues, they actually, maybe in a previous lifetime, they were overly responsible and they just want to kind of screw up. You know, they just okay. want to like be stoned or high or drunk and have fun or, you know, that kind of perspective of fun um, because they didn't really know how to not be responsible. So there's all kinds mm-hmm. of interesting reasons why things are happening. And if it's not bringing mm-hmm. you joy, then somebody else needs to take over and um great right yeah but she's very proud of all of you and loves all of you and she's kicking it on the other side she's having a lot of fun oh well thank you so much you're welcome you're welcome have a beautiful day you too okay take care you too thanks colleen for joining us from uh, ashland oregon 877-825-8828 let's move uh, back up here to the local area to seattle and we'll take liz hi liz welcome to the remain cherry show hi how are you we're great. Thank you. What can I do for you? Well, <clears throat> I was calling for a general reading today. Um, I feel like I've had so many signs in my life lately, and I don't know exactly what they're trying to say. But then yesterday, my Reiki instructor posted something about victimhood and martyrdom. Mm-hmm. And then today mm-hmm. on hold with the interview, and I'm like, what is going on? So anyways, I guess I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. Yeah, no, I I love that you called in. Your energy looks great, by the way. I think you are in a place of self-discovery and awareness. When you get those signs, those signs that you're noticing, instead of focusing on your brain to understand them, because the logical mind will never understand the communication from the multisensory world. It will never make sense. What I would love for you to do is get quiet, get really quiet, rest your energy in the lower half of your body, wiggle your toes or feel your glute muscles and be present with that sign. Even if you can't be present in the moment, you could remember the sign and be present hours later when you're home or in the bathtub, then it's going to make more sense to you. But I think what the, what I'm hearing um, from the universe, isn't necessarily this whole victimization. I'm not saying that we, you know, everyone has some form of victimization, excuse me, I'm still recovering from a cold, Um, but that it's time for you to be positive. It's time for you to think positively. It's time for you to speak positively. Like you've done so much growth and you do have an advanced awareness of consciousness. 
so it's important for you to not let your mind or your words kind of lower your vibration. It, it can feel like a yo-yo, like your vibration's up and then it's low, it's up and it's low. So you have to be mindful of your thoughts and your language that's coming through your mouth so that you aren't attracting the vibration of low frequency energy and disrupting your wonderful life. I like it. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah. Thanks, Liz, for joining the show. 877-825-8828. We're ripping right through these, aren't we, Marie? Yeah. I love it. I love it. We are. All right. We'll we'll take now Lisa Joe calling in from Fallbrook, California. So hi, Lisa Joe. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Hi, um, Marie. I am new to the new, relatively speaking, to being aware that there is two of me, uh, my mind and my soul and my same body. And I am curious about my spirit guides. I've been trying to figure that out. Um, I want to, to know the best way to keep going forward to grow. And how does my energy look to you? Yeah, I'm, draw- I'm drawing it out right now, actually. Uh, so... So far, so good. You do have a leak, a substantial leak in the fourth vortex. What that means is that you're giving your life force to causes or people that you care about. And what's extremely important is that your life force stays in your body for yourself. Because you have a whole, you know, anatomy and physiology going on in this physical form and it needs to stay healthy. And and, in order for that to occur, it needs to have energy, subatomic particles. So is there something that you tend to worry about significantly? Um, hard to answer. Uh, <laughs> I just turned 65 this year, and I actually am concerned about my health somewhat. I had multiple sclerosis, and that was 99 that I got diagnosed with that. So I have moved through a whole lot of stuff. I have two dogs that are high need right now that we've rescued. So I have things that are, are taking my energy. Um, like but no, I, I, I honestly don't feel like, I spend a whole lot of, of emotional time on them, but they are requiring a lot of my physical time. So do you worry and about I have pets a daughter and... that is not doing particularly well? Um, a lot of stuff like that, but I don't I don't feel like I sit here in, in a pool of um, No, I, I don't mean that at, I don't mean that at all. So okay. do you do you worry about the animal world or domestic pets? And maybe you don't like the word worried worry you know some people don't like certain words i um, well i i am a wordsmith and i i'm very sensitive to what words mean and no i don't tend to worry i tend to think right. about i am very concerned about our environment and and the crap okay to our world okay sure. so ding 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 we hit it so you like the word concerned versus worried so here's what <laughs> i'm going to tell you because you're leaking vast amounts of energy towards earth And I'm going to tell you right now, you need this energy into your body and the earth does not need your help. The earth is also a soul, a being. It's having its own experiences. And and if the earth really wanted the 8 billion human souls that are on it to be gone, all it would have to do is cough and fart and burp a few times and we would all be dead. I mean, really, the earth has already done this before humans were even here. We had an ice age. Everything was destroyed. So earth doesn't need your help. And there's nothing wrong with the planet. This planet was created to be a place of contrast where souls, whether it's plant life or one cell organisms, animals, domestic or wild or human beings uh, want to have an awareness through a contractual reality. So we are pure energy and we allow our consciousness, part of our consciousness to come into this physical reality to have contractual experiences so that we could filter out the things that don't bring us joy and allow ourselves to expand and create and manifest and move into our magnificence through the things that do bring us joy. So stop worrying about the planet. And that doesn't mean don't do your part. Of course, recycle, don't use, you know, I know you don't, but like I don't use herbicides on my land. I mean, my kids used to be so annoyed because they would have to go out and weed by hand. And I always have tons of plants and lots of soil. Now I have a great gardener who does all of that because I don't want to do it either. Um, But yeah, I don't put chemicals on my land unless I hire an organic company, you know, to come take care of it. So I want you to start looking at earth from a different perspective. And remember, this is a temporary reality. Everything leaves here eventually, including glaciers. And, and so I want you to 
um, honor the earth and her own learning experience and start respecting the fact that if she wanted us to be gone, we would be. And, and actually, <laughs> the vibration on the planet has never been as high as it is right now. And the vibration on earth is extremely, extremely high. And, yeah, and that's so that's means... amazing. Yeah, yeah. Can you so, tell how many spirit guides I have working with me? And right now you have you, you have 21, but I'm, I'm going to have to go to the next caller. Um, okay. And it was a joy to talk to you. And I think you're going to start to take energy in your heart chakra, uh, which will be phenomenal for your health in every way. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. Have a great day. Yeah, Thanks, Lisa Joe, for calling into the show. Uh, let's grab another one. Let's take now Sarah. Actually, I apologize. Hang on. Put that back on hold. That's the one. Actually, we need to leave there for a minute. And uh, Sarah, actually from Berkeley, California. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi, Sarah. How yeah. are you? Yes, we can hear you. I, I'm i really good. I'm so excited to get on, and I loved your speaker earlier on in the show. She was, was fascinating. Great. That's wonderful. I'm so happy. What can I do for you? Um, I'm calling because I have, um, seems like whenever my immune system kicks in, I get, I think it, it seems like eczema. It's like a heat, a hot rash that starts at the top of my chest and moves up my neck and then oh. all over my face. And then, um, you know, it's like whenever my kids have a cold or whenever there's tons of wind and the allergens are kicking around in the air or um, at the end of my period. So it's like whenever my, my body feels stressed. Wow. Interesting. Do you take herbs and vitamins for your body? Um, no, I don't. Why not? Why not? I mean, first of all, vitamin D okay. would be amazing, a B complex, HPA okay. adapt to balance your hormones. You live in California, so you have a wealth of natural paths there. I would start investigating joyfully, not out of fear or worry, about um, a naturopathic physician that could get you on some great supplements. Okay, I will do that. Um, and, when, and when the kids there, get sick, don't think that you're going to get the cold. I mean, I do have a cold that it looks like I inherited from my grandchildren recently. But uh, I mean, that's what we think. We don't know for sure. Uh, all the grandkids have been sick. But, um, but I also allowed myself to enjoy resting on the couch and watching endless rom-com movies, drinking tea, oh, yeah. and eating soup. So try not to get, because fear is what weakens the immune system. So try to stay out of fear. I think that would be really important. Okay. I, I, have, been, I have been trying to be curious about it. And um, my guys have told me to not see my body as failing me, but to just love it and be yeah. compassionate towards it. So I've been doing great, that. Great receptivity um, of information. Here's a good what if question. What if my body is incredible? What if my immune system is powerful? Okay. 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 Is there anything okay. else looking at my energy that you can see? No, it, it looks really good, actually. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Good. Okay, Have thanks. a great day. Thanks, Marisha. <laughs> thanks very much, Sarah, for joining the show. 877-825-8828. Or if you need more information about Marie, energyintuitive.com. And uh, I wanted to say mm -hmm. a couple things. Sure. Just I've got stuff coming up on the website. One, you know, one of my favorite people to support is Suzanne Giesman, and she has a beautiful cruise coming up in Alaska in the summer. So if you've ever wanted to go to Alaska via a cruise and be with like-minded people, just go to energyintuitive.com, go to the events page, and you can find um, this cruise and see if you want to take it. And another thing she has coming up is a free uh, course on the medium mindset. So if you really want to embrace your skills and mediumship, go to, again, energyintuitive.com, click on the event page and sign up for this free, wonderful class where you learn a lot about your mindset. Also, um, I am going to teach a Reiki workshop this year. I'm shocked myself. Uh, it'll be in the fall. And um, we have information about it and a way you could sign up for it. We haven't f finalized a hotel and all of those things yet. So, um, but you can get on the waiting list. I'm going to take 40 people into the class and attune you to all three levels of Reiki, my favorite, favorite modality in the energy medicine world. 
Perfecto. All right. Let's take now. Uh, we have a couple minutes left in the show. Anyways, we'll probably have time for one more. We'll take Jill calling from uh, New York City. So hi, Jill. Jill, are you there? <laughs> Jill. Oh, here we go. Hi. Are you there? She's probably listening no. to on the other phone, maybe. All right. Well, let's put Jill back on hold. I think I don't want to lose her. She's there. Gonna have to do it. Sorry. Okay. Well, let's move on okay. to uh, Stephanie from uh, Waikiki from Hawaii. Hi, Stephanie. Ooh. Hi. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. How are you? Hi. Thank you. I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's wonderful to see you. Yeah, and I love and Waikiki. It's one of my favorite beaches. I know. I love visited it. with you once before, and uh, yes, yeah, I'm so glad to be calling you from Honolulu. I know you like it very much. I do. What can I do for you? Uh, well, I just wanted to say thank you for all of your tools, your amazing books, your tutorials on YouTube. I love, love, love. I use them all the time, and I've come a long ways in the five years since I first talked to you. Oh, so well, you're very welcome. And I'm, thank that's you. wonderful. You're very welcome. I was wondering if I could please get a chakra uh, check out, you know, you couldn't even find me in my second chakra before. When I well, first of all, we, I am hearing something in the background. Do you have the radio on oh, or something? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm on busy, busy. Call a call. Oh, there we go. Okay. Now tell me really quick. Tell me your, ask me your uh, question my, very fast. My chakras. You even see, uh, before you couldn't even see me in my second chakra. Now I feel like I've lifted my energy considerably. You really helped me with the stay in your own lane uh, and, uh, if I feel selfish, I'm probably on the right track because I've been yeah. very so you don't I'm have a leak. You don't I'm, have a you, you do not have a leak in any of your chakras and you're taking energy in every single one of them and I can completely see your second vortex. Oh, how wonderful. Thank I know. Good so job. Much. Congratulations. And, and I think your your book has been a real gift to me, but your YouTube uh, tools, tutorials, it's so easy to to dial you up and get a a beautiful example of what joy and living a happy, joyous life is about just by watching you. So, um, thank you, and I'm, I'm really you're excited very for welcome. Not only myself, but everyone. Yeah, congratulations! I'm so happy for you and proud of you. So, thank you so much, and thank you for calling on, on to the show. And thank you everybody for listening today, and thank you Judy Wilkins Smith for coming on the show and sharing your beautiful knowledge on decoding your um, emotional blueprint. Thank you, Benny and Jen, for helping us on this hour. And if you need anything else, I have tons of classes. Go to energyintuitive.com. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful day. Mm-hmm.